Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Everyday Church Podcast. It is a beautiful day and it's great to be in such a wonderful presence as yourself. Thanks, man. That's okay. It's really sweet. I know. I just feel in a sweet mood today. I, Dude. I uh, haven't had a lot of interaction with people. I'm kind of relaxed. I'm calm. <laughs> I've locked myself in my office for most of the day, so I'm really talkative. Dude, I'm happy. you got a I'm, big smile on your face. Uh, I am. It's a, it's a good place to be. Us introverts need to get away. Just, I know that you're not one of them, but I am. I need to get away for a little bit of time and just uh, recharge our circuits. So today was that day for me. Yeah, so. I just don't get that. I don't get that. Pe- people make me smile, man. <laughs> We're different. Anyway. God, if- God's widest, man. God's widest all differently. <laughs> Some just really weird. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening in today. Welcome to the Everyday Church it's great Podcast. to have them along as well. Yeah, wh- whatever you might be doing, wh- whether you're, you know... I don't, know. don't say mowing the lawns again. Or I was going to be different. Man. I thought maybe like waterproof headphones, you're swimming or something. I know you're off fishing, you're on a boat. That'd that be would cool. be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Waterproof, waterproof headphones. headphones. What, would you, what would you do with the phone? It would have to be blue. No, it wouldn't work. Maybe like an OtterBox for your phone oh, so yeah, that's waterproof. Know, yeah. No, the new iPhones are waterproof. Just well, waterproof yeah, buds. We, we divert. Anyway, we're not, we're not that kind of podcast. Anyway, whatever you happen to be doing, Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Because so, so, what are we going to talk about today, man? We, uh, we, we, we've been getting pretty long with our intros. So and I think everyone's been appreciating it. I've been getting email after email saying we just love it, love yeah, it, love we it. we have, haven't we? It's no, beautiful. we have not. Anyway, uh, today, what we're going to talk about, actually, is probably one of the reasons you locked yourself in your office today, is that there is a, an accumulation that occurs of pastoral conversations that weighs on us pretty heavy as leaders. Does indeed. I don't know whether that was a good segue. I tried it out. You'd, 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 it wasn't bad. Yeah, okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah, give yourself a little bit. It was an eight. Okay. okay. Anyway. <laughs> but as a leader of a church, whether you are the leader or whether you're, you're a leader or whatever it might be, you would find that maybe after a Sunday service or whether it's during the week, there's this conversation that happens time and time again with different people. And, and if you don't, uh, keep check of yourself you don't look after your own energy mm. it almost feels like there's this massive uh, pressure upon you because you're just throwing so many balls up in the air you're having conversation after conversation this issue with this person this issue with this person and it just kind of builds and builds and builds uh, and uh, today it's probably we're going to discuss what what do you do with it what do you do with it yeah it, it, it's it's whether you're in any kind of leadership position you feel the weight of six or seven different people coming in and talking about six or seven different issues. But if mm. there is a, a hook between them all, you actually pile them <laughs> on top of each other in your mind and yeah. in your thinking. And so you can actually get a distorted view that maybe that there's something massive going on yeah. Yeah. when really it's just uh, six or seven people having mm. a bit of a, a conversation about what they don't like or what someone did to someone else and and doing all sorts of things. And and I, and I know that at times I just um, have a conversation and I'll go, 
Oh, okay. Well, that's your issue. Mm. And uh, mm. and I brush it off, and then the next one will come along and go, okay, yeah, I'm brush that one off. But after four or five, you go on, this church is a mess. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Everyone's got an issue. And the reality is not everyone has an issue, no. but I've allowed it to pile upon itself to a point where um, I think it's probably bigger than what it actually is. Yeah, well, and that and that is uh, not helpful for a leader that wants to move forward is to have a warped percepti- uh, perception of what is going on in their church. So really, what we've got to discuss today is not that you know conversations kind of do build up because they always will. They always will. But how do we alleviate the pressure? How do we kind of deal with that uh, accumulation of pastoral overload, whatever it might be? How do we deal with it well so that we can keep focus? Because we've been talking about focus. We've been talking about distraction. I don't know about you, but after our episode, I've had like 30 different distractions that have tried to throw me off course this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just seems to be that's what the, the enemy wants, is to yep. throw us off course. And it seems that we're in a season of the podcast talking about focus. You yeah, know? And yeah. I think I think key leaders of churches that are moving forward need to be focused. And if we get bogged down with pastoral care, we actually should be freed up with pastoral care because we're seeing God do amazing things in people's lives. But when it builds upon us in such a way that it distorts our image of the future or what's happening right now, mm. that's a danger. And and you always have to be listening. Yeah. And, and so no matter how many people come to you, no matter how many issues that there, you've got to be listening because mm. there's mm. always a bit of truth in mm. every situation, something for you to learn from. Uh, something uh, that you need to hear. It's what you do with all the hearing that mm. is the uh, important thing, I think. Yeah. And sometimes um, we get in trouble when we just do all the hearing, but we don't do a lot of responding. Yeah. And so one of the one of the struggles, I think, is that we think that we have to fix everything. We have mm. to fix whatever the problem is that the person is coming to us mm. for us to alleviate that that pressure. Um, and to stop the accumulation. But the reality is is there's very few conversations that you're going to have where you're going to be able to fix the problem there and then. I wish there was more. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Man, life would be good. It would be good. You know, if someone comes to you initially, you just go, oh, that's, that's a solution. <laughs> there's a solution. And they go, you're right. And walk Life away. changed. And oh, gosh. Maybe Jesus could do it. Yeah, but, not us. Um, not us. So... Uh, so it, it's about trying to get beyond in the conversation and the time that you that you have with them. It's not trying to solve the whole picture, but it is trying to uh, uncover what the real issue is mm. and to maybe set them on a course where they need to do the work instead of you doing the work. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the most helpful way that I've found to move forward. Yeah, well, the, the, in that as well, it's it, it, when you let go of it being your job all the time to fix every problem, because there are some things you probably can fix. Yeah. There might have been some times where, you know, they said, you know, Barry, we couldn't hear you through the microphone. I don't think anyone's ever told you that. <laughs> and I don't think they ever will. I have will. heard it once or twice. Oh, okay. Well, it, straight away, you can fix that. Next sermon, you speak louder or you talk to your sound guy, it's all fixed. Mm. But th- when we let go of Every conversation being our job to fix, we give it back to God and say, God, this is your job here. You know, you are on this ongoing journey with this person or with this situation, and I have a part to play, but actually it's you that speaks into it. But with that being said, there are some things I think we can discuss today that have, that prove helpful 
as we uh, do talk to people and and really our conversation with them is just one step on their journey to whatever resolution or breakthrough that they need in their life. So for instance, Baz, we were talking last night and I was sharing with you how um, I was having a conversation with someone else and they were convinced that I did something wrong, mm. you know, and, and they were so convinced that, and I was pretty convinced that I'd done the right thing. Awkward moment really there because who says sorry? I don't know. It was me. Um, but I, I... Which it, it always should be. It always I mean, be. let's face it. As a leader, apologies don't cost you anything mm. other than a bit of pride. And we're meant to deal with that anyway. Yeah. And so I always, I've, I've been saying sorry for stuff that I haven't done for years. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it, as I said, it doesn't cost a lot, but it wins you a lot of favor and a lot of points. So it if you does. can say sorry and it helps them move on, then, then say yeah. sorry. It, it certainly keeps the peace. And I was happy to do that at this point in time. But what I found interesting with this conversation was that this person was so convinced that I was wrong. And when I brought up, to the, uh, brought up with them, oh, no, I did this at this point, their response was very loud. Mm-hmm. It was very aggressive and it was very rude. Mm. And actually, it caught me off guard. Yep. I, was, I, I was quite shocked by it. Um, and it's, it's not outside of their nature. They've done things like this before. And I, I remember I just kind of said, to, I said out loud, I was like, oh, okay. That was my response. And I just kind of moved on. I already, already apologized. Um, but th- this kind of happened and it shock, shocked me. And then I just left it alone. And as I was sharing with you, you kind of gave me a, a few pieces of wisdom that I thought would be beneficial for our listeners to hear. So what, what was your response to me? If you can direct quote yourself. <laughs> I, I have always had tremendous trouble direct quoting myself once the wisdom comes out of my mouth. It kind of drops out there and I forget it pretty easily, to be honest. But I, I probably would have suggested that... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, sort of. <laughs> that um, that if someone is... is um, coming across aggressive and that it's not our job to let it go mm. and just to take it in and accept it our job is to say well what's really going on in this person's life because yeah. i found that nine times out of ten when someone comes with the with an issue the issue is not really the issue mm. there's something else going on deeper in their life that you need to get to and sometimes you need a private conversation mm. to pull that out and to work with it and the other thing is to ask them is that the best way which you can communicate what you want to communicate yeah, with me? Yeah. Because people have grown up learning how to communicate from all sorts of areas. Mm. But it's not necessarily, even if they've been in the church, not always a godly way of communicating. It's true. And, and we've got to um, encourage them gently to explore different ways of communicating other than what they have. Mm. Now, if someone is communicating in a bully fashion, which is kind of what the picture I was going yeah, to get in. it was kind of getting that way. Um, they won't change unless you go, I actually find how you're communicating to me not the most helpful way. Mm, mm. Can you please choose another way in which you're going to say this? Yeah. And so when people come and, and keep on laying things upon you, if you can actually put it back to them, that they have a responsibility mm. as a follower of Christ to one, deal with the stuff that's really going on below the surface mm. and two, to be communicate 
in a way that actually takes everyone on the journey with them. Yeah. That I think they're that we've actually taught them a great lesson. Yeah. And and we can actually feel inclined to want to help them because when people are angry with you, you kind of don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And and I think for me it it was fascinating in my mind as that that situation was unfolding. I um I just decided that I was going to keep the peace. So from you know when someone's kind of not yelling but they've raised their voice at you, there's this natural human desire to yell back. And I decided no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to respond calmly, bluntly, and I'm going to leave it alone. And, and as I was reflecting today, because it happened yesterday or the day before I spoke to you yesterday, but I was thinking, yeah, you know what? I missed an opportunity there. There was an opportunity to to really to really proclaim what God is about and what God calls us to in our lives whoever was wrong in that situation doesn't matter anymore what what needs to be addressed is the communication or maybe in other situations with different people it's not communication it's this or it's that or that approach and it matters that we bring that up and i think that you know as leaders we do have to have a bit of a thick skin we don't have to let things hurt us or, or really take take things personally but also we don't have to become a doormat to people's bad behavior. no we don't become a whipping boy and, and i think a part of our pastoral role is to continue to encourage people to become more like jesus yeah and um and to that means that is that we don't as we said earlier, we don't fix every problem, mm. but we actually encourage them to do what Jesus has done. So many times in in uh, my pastoral life where someone has come to me with an, an issue and a struggle and they go, oh, we want you to fix it. And I said, well, I'm not going to fix it. <laughs> I mean, that's not my... I mean, if you've got an issue with this person, do what the Bible says. Go and mm. talk to them about it. Yeah. And, and if they don't, then come back and then we'll look at another way in which you can do this because it's about them learning mm. how to walk the way of Christ, not yeah, me stepping wow. in and doing it for them. Now, there are some times where you need to be a mediator in a relationship. Mm. But if we're constantly saying you can, there are other ways in which you can communicate, there are other ways in which you can deal with this problem, mm. what is the stuff that's going on deeper inside? If we can get to that, and help them help themselves, then we actually take the pressure off ourselves Mm. and say, you are a a child of God, you are a follower of Jesus, Mm. so start walking the way that Jesus wants you to walk. And I'll help you do that, and if you fall over, you muck up, you trip up, I'll be there to help you, but I'm not going to lay down and take all this stuff because you can't actually do what Jesus asked you to do. Wow, that's great. It's really highlighting that a lot of what our role is, is actually giving a new perspective to people's situations. Is they come to you and they've already formulated in their head what they're going to say, what angle they're going to take, what approach they're going to do. And our job is to say, well, I hear what you're saying. And people want to know that. They want to know that you hear them that you understand to the best of your ability of what they're saying. But then whether they know this or not, what they need the most is a fresh perspective on what to do next or how to approach this differently. What could be my next step? And there is where we are. I think we as pastors and leaders can really bless our people, but also can make sure the next conversation we have with them isn't quite as heated or, or emotional or as, or as taxing because we've allowed them to take the next steps in a healthier direction. And when our people take steps in a healthier direction, 
there will be less of those really high high impact, high intensity pastoral conversations that need to be had. And I and I think that the majority of people who are w- walking towards health, mm. and let me put that disclaimer in there, actually appreciate that. Yeah, they appreciate that they can communicate differently. They can. Uh, they, you can teach them how to work through situations and problems and get to the other end. Yeah. And they look back and go, well, I'm glad that I did that myself. Yeah. The people traveling not towards health, they will resent you for doing it because mm. they just want someone to blame, someone to hang their, the situation on. And so they, they'll get grumpier and you've got to wear that as a leader. Yeah. But it also means is that you're just not that doormat and you're not accumulating that pressure that comes that mm. everyone is coming to you with an issue where you go, but if you can go, well, the solution is you've actually got to do the acting, not me. Mm. And I want you to wrestle with that yourself. Yeah. Then that pressure comes off of you to a certain extent and you've won a friend. And I think the scripture yeah. is saying that, that when, when people struggle and when there's an issue, if you can work it out biblically, you would have won a friend and they'll yeah. actually think better of you because yeah. you've helped them catch a fish instead of giving them a fish. This yeah. is the old proverb. Mm. That's good. It's a good word. I think from what we're, we've already discussed that there's there's power in when need be to apologize, to say no, that, it, to just to kind of put your name on it and say, yep, that was me, my bad, even when perhaps it's not. It's Sometimes it's easier. Yep. That that too, it's, it's, in, it's incredibly important in conversations, whether there's bad communication, bad behavior, to um, address uh, what they're what they're saying, hear what they're saying, and if possible, when when appropriate, try and deviate them onto a healthier course where they can interact with God's people better, and they can interact with you better. Because we don't want to be that kind of doormat for people where they can just come and just flick off all their filth at, at us and then walk away. Because that pressure will build. And like we've discussed, that's going to throw people and throw leaders off the focus and the course that they have for their ministry. Now, we touched on it briefly. What, what about this other one, the, the getting to the core of the issue? You might have had a bit more experience with me that, uh, on, on this than me. Um, but when you're, you're talking with someone and they're getting really flustered about something that isn't really a big deal, you can start to see that actually what they're talking to you about, their emotion, their angst, their frustration, isn't about the fourth hymn. It was a, it's about something else. Yeah, and and, and is, is it a spiritual wisdom, or, or is there a combination of something else there, a pastoral edge, where you can discern what the core of an issue might be, or perhaps just that what they're saying isn't actually the whole story? Well, as I said, I reckon nine times out of ten, what people actually come with you is not the real issue that they're actually wanting wanting okay. to address. And that, and sometimes people don't know what it is. Mm. And I, I'm a big fan of the power of the question. Yeah. I, I believe that questions are powerful. I think Jesus asked questions mm. really mm. well. Um, and, and I think that we have to as well. And mm. so it, it's about asking the question and naming the truth mm. and and so a really simple way maybe you know they're upset about the hymn or the song or whatever and sometimes you might just have to say is this really about the song yeah wow or is there something else going on in your life mm. and they go no 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 it's about the song okay well what about the song that really is well i just didn't like it and you go well that's not substantial mm. enough and that doesn't, and there's no logical reason 
that the amount of energy you're displaying about that matches what you're saying. Yeah, wow. So what is really going on? Mm. And you'll find that after a couple of probing questions, it will all be about you know, a, a child or a relationship that's mm. broken down or not feeling listened to or respected. And then you can go, okay, well... Uh, that 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 is more more reasonable response, and so then you start to go, okay, well, now what does Jesus say to you about how you can respond to this mm. in a more appropriate way than just getting upset about the song choice? Yeah, that's good. And um, and point them back to scripture and point them back to what Jesus demands of them. And mm. I think I've said it in another podcast quite often. I go, well. Okay, you've brought to me an issue. What does Jesus demand you do about this issue? Yeah, what's, what's your job? Yeah, what, What's your job? Because I know my job is to guide you. Mm. Your job is actually see this through to completion and to an end and hopefully to a place of reconciliation. Mm. And so, um, so that's how I tend to dig deeper into the issue of what's going yeah, that's on. That's great. And, and the way that I pick it is simply the amount of energy over the topic. If, it, if yeah. there's a... A disparity between the two. An overreaction. An overreaction. Mm. um, Because most people, you know, you'd think, well, you could come in and go, Barry, I just didn't like that. Mm. But I'm not going to go to war over it. Mm. But if they go to war over it and it's something trivial uh, to 90% of the population, something deeper going on. Yeah, well, that's great. Hopefully that's been uh, an encouraging uh, word for you. It certainly was for me just to remember that not not everything that was is presented is the whole issue. And I think that's crucial as we have these conversations after conversations with mm. people is because you've got to realize that that if you don't get to the core of what's going on, these trivial conversations are going to pop up every week. And they're going to add up in your soul. Yeah. And, and it's going to throw you off course. And you'll start praying for the trivial things mm. instead of the real things that are going on. You yeah. know, G- Jesus said, uh, well, Paul said... Um, you know, that our battle is never against flesh and blood. Mm. Uh, and and Jesus has been teaching me along my journey that you're always going to look for what is behind. Yeah, We've always got to look for um, what the unspoken thing is and ne- and never really just look on the face value. Mm. And so I've learned that when someone presents something to me, always ask the question, is there something deeper going on behind? Mm. Uh, is this an opportunity for this person to learn? Mm. Is this an opportunity for this person to grow? Because yeah. I don't see that every issue is a bad thing mm. because I think people struggling with issues actually causes growth. Yeah, yeah. That agitation is not a bad thing mm. in people's lives. Uh, all we've got to do is point, point them to Jesus continually so they don't get bitter mm. and then they don't fall away. Yeah. But to wrestle with God about what's going on so they can move forward and grow. That's fantastic. I think that this is uh, a crucial episode. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to have to listen to it again um, because it just reminds me that if I don't have an active stance in these conversations with people, if I do it passively, and we've all had passive pastoral yeah. conversations that we just try and let it kind of go away. If it's I let, easier. If I, if I let them talk for 10 minutes, they're going to walk away and that's the end of that person for the week. But if we actually take hold of the conversation and try and steer it towards Jesus, that one thing will happen is that that person has an opportunity to take a healthier approach in their life. Yep. Two, there's a good chance that they'll come to you less because they've actually either dealt with their issue or they really don't like you now. 
And, and what that will do is it's going to lighten your load to do what I think we as leaders are really called cool to do is to focus on what is God doing in our context here and now and, and how can we obey him more. And it will stop us ducking for cover mm. when we see that person come through the door again and yeah. going, oh, they're going to beeline for me. Yeah. It's going to be the same issue or mm. it's going to be something else. Mm. And, and our pastoral heart actually shrivels up. Yeah. Because we lose compassion for that, don't we? we? Yeah, we get compassion fatigue, they call it, where yeah. you're just dealing with the stuff all the time. Mm. And and that enables us to say, okay, this is a journey now that they're on, not not yeah. them just berating me or coming mm. to us all the time. You can almost be on the front foot and say, hey, how did you go with that? Yeah, you it changes the, the relationship, yeah. And that's good because I think people look for us as this sounding board or this kind of confession box of whinging. And, and when we say, when we kind of redefine the relationship and say, as your pastor and as your leader, I'm not just going to let you just talk. I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to help you focus on the healthy path mm. so that you can actually deal with this issue. We're not called to sit in our mess we're, we're called to deal with yeah. our mess. And Jesus has given us everything we need to get out of it. Yeah. And I think if, we, if you can apply this to your ministry this week, I think you're going to be blessed by it. I think your people are going to be blessed by it because I think there's going to be less conflict. There's going to be more time for you to focus on other things. Pastoral care is high on our agenda as leaders, but there are other things as well that we have to focus on. And when, when the accumulation of conversations just builds upon us, we can lose focus. We can get that murky picture of what the church is actually doing. Yep. Get this skewed idea that everything is going terribly. We need to be confident that God is building his church and that things are actually going quite well. And, and this is a, an offensive way of doing ministry instead of a mm. defensive way. Yeah. It's actually putting yourself on the front foot. Um, and so, But it takes energy. Mm. And so um, you're always default back to being passive when your energy is low yeah and so to, to do this you've got to make sure that your energy is high mm. and that you're in an offensive framework mm. but if you you know you haven't dealt with your own sin you haven't dealt with your you know the pressure of your own life mm. and bought it for god, god you'll default back yeah and then it just accumulates and accumulates and accumulates until you can wrestle with God again, lay it all down, and then move back onto the front foot. Yeah, well, and, and there is nothing more ineffective than a passive pastor. No. Nothing it, at it all. It kills the church and yeah. it kills your faith. And you're not listening to this podcast because you want to be a passive pastor. That's right. You're a part of the everyday church, but you want to see it grow in, in number and in spirit. And I want to encourage you this week. Uh, try and take some notes, apply this to your life, because I think this is going to bless your ministry um, when we take the front foot in our pastoral conversations and we don't, we get to keep our focus on, on and have that clarity of how our church is going and how God is moving in it. Um, if you want to listen in again to any of our conversations about energy or time management or anything like that, please or, go yep. back. Or cultures. Or cult, culture flaws. We did all that kind of stuff. Yep. Earlier episodes, great conversations about that, keeping your energy level high so that you can be the, the effective leader that you're called to be. Mm. But I hope you've enjoyed it. Please share it around. If this has blessed you and you can think of someone, yep, they're a a passive pastor. Don't tell them that you think that, but pass it on. Or or you've got a friend or a colleague. uh, Share this around because I think that this word is going to be encouraging for people. And it might just turn their ministries around as they remind themselves that they're called to be on the front foot when it comes to conversations with the people in their church. So hope you've been blessed and we'll catch you next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. 
Our show notes can be found at openministries.net and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church Podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.